I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. Hello and happy holidays. That's right, I am your host, Kurt Sandvig, and I'm a bit under the weather, so please forgive my voice. I wanted to have this episode up earlier in the week, but uh, cold took me down. Anyhow, on this week's edition of Paranormal Almanac, we'll be talking about U.S. presidents and aliens. And I don't mean illegal aliens, I'm talking about full-blown extraterrestrials. I suppose the million-dollar question is, how much do U.S. presidents know about aliens? This is one of the biggest questions people that believe in UFOs ask, and to be honest, it's hard to say for sure. One would assume it's a need-to-know basis, and the president doesn't necessarily need to know about aliens and UFOs. But then again, they are the leader of the free world, so they must know something, right? We believe that the head of, and the higher-ups in the CIA, have access to the thousands of documents, photos, videos, files, samples, and other classified information regarding UFOs, and from 1947 to the 90s, the CIA officially were investigating UFO claims, and in fact, just last week, I told you that our government confirmed that it's an ongoing investigation. By the way, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, then stop this one for a second, go listen to that one, but please make sure you come back here. Done listening to that one? Okay, good, let's go on. Is there a book of secrets that the president is given when they're elected? Well, Obama said in an interview he had seen it just after he was elected and was moved into the White House. Was he joking? You know, who knows? I personally think that it depends on the president and if anything UFO-related that is substantial comes up during their time in the office. I also believe that certain presidents have known more than others. The Bushes had worked in the CIA and therefore had access to the files and knowledge that other presidents haven't had. But the further you look back towards Roswell, it certainly seems like the presidents knew more than today's president. Now I'll be talking about a couple of presidents, but I'm going to be mostly focusing on one. And that brings us to the main story for today's edition of Paranormal Almanac. President Dwight D. Eisenhower and his meetings with the aliens. You heard that right. A sitting U.S. president met with aliens, and this isn't just hearsay. There were hundreds of witnesses, credible witnesses, men that served in our military and have had no reason to make these stories up. Just for some backstory for those that aren't into history, Eisenhower was the 34th president of the United States and served from 1953 to 1961. And it appears that on at least two separate occasions, he met with aliens on their UFOs. I know how crazy this sounds, so bear with me for a minute. The first time Eisenhower went on a secret journey to an Air Force base is a short one with only a few witnesses. In the early hours of February 20th or 21st of 1954, while on, quote, vacation in Palm Springs, California, President Dwight Eisenhower was taken to Edwards Air Force Base for a secret meeting. When he showed up the next morning at a church service back in Los Angeles, He told reporters he had to have an emergency dental treatment the previous evening and had visited a local Los Angeles dentist. Now that's the facts. He did go to Palm Springs. That's known. And he was seen by men at Edwards Air Force Base as well. That's known too. So what exactly happened there is all theories. 
Why did he make a seemingly emergency secret trip to Edwards Air Force Base? What was so important that he had to hide this trip from the public? Well, the theories abound that he met with aliens, but you know what? Who really knows? It does seem strange. If he wanted to just fly to Edwards Air Force Base, just fly to Edwards Air Force Base. Why make this secret trip while he's supposedly on vacation hundreds of miles away in Palm Springs, California? But the second story has a lot more details and a lot more eyewitnesses, so we don't have to do so much conjecturing. So... Let's take a look at that story. That one begins in 1955. China was determined to liberate Taiwan and tensions around the world were rising. Against just about every one of the U.S. allies, Eisenhower warned China to stand down. On September 12, 1954, the U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff recommended the use of nuclear weapons against mainland China. Eisenhower, however, resisted pressure to use nuclear weapons or involve American troops in the conflict, but nuclear war was imminent while tensions were high and growing by the day. So what happened? Well, Eisenhower went on vacation, or so the story goes. Again, here is the official details first. On February 10th, 1955, Eisenhower flew with at least 13 Secret Service men and some press to Georgia for a hunting trip. Just a day after announcing the trip to the press, they landed 30 miles north of the Georgia plantation and the motorcade went through the town to show the public that he was there. In fact, the press there took publicity photos of him hunting. The next day, the weather took a turn for the worse and Eisenhower was feeling under the weather, so he just stayed in his cottage and was alone for his vacation. There you have it. That's the official version of the trip. This is what exactly happened and what was logged. Press saw him. The public saw him. People saw him land, so we knew he was there. The problem is that around 9 a.m. on February 11th, that's just one day after he landed in Georgia, 9 a.m. on February 11th, Dwight D. Eisenhower was seen by hundreds of servicemen at Holloman Air Force Base in New Mexico. That's some 1,600 miles away from this Georgia cottage. It's known that he was out of view from the press for 36 hours in Georgia, and they all assumed he was still in the cottage because they could see around eight Secret Servicemen. And that number is important. He left for Georgia with at least 13 Secret Servicemen, yet only a handful, some say up to eight, were seen in Georgia while he was quote-unquote resting. So where were the rest? Well... Servicemen at Holloman Air Force Base said they also saw a handful of Secret Servicemen with Ike. Ike is Eisenhower's nickname, in case you didn't know. Okay, so, so far we just have an odd tale about Eisenhower sneaking away from an Air Force Base in 55. But here's where Paranormal Almanac comes in. The next part of our tale was told by a few servicemen that were stationed at Holloman Air Force Base at the time. It's been proven that they were there. They found their records. They found proof that these men served at Holloman at this time. What's also interesting is their stories were told separately, yet match up in many details. So here's what was told. Just before February 11th, the men at Holloman Air Force Base were told that Eisenhower was coming in. Not to gawk, not to stare, or make any kind of scene. This trip was top secret and not to be talked about. The military parade for Eisenhower was canceled, and everybody had their duties, so they were told it was just business as usual on the base. Just before 9 a.m. on February 11th, the Connie, 
that's what Ike's plane was called, or Air Force One as we now know it, landed at Holloman Air Force Base. It was seen landing by a number of servicemen. Just think about that for a second. Eisenhower, who's supposed to be in Georgia, and technically is as far as everybody's concerned, just landed at Holloman Air Force Base in Air Force One and was seen. Now, Air Force One taxied down to the far end of the runway and stopped there. The control tower was then told to turn off its radar. Just after Air Force One landed and the radar turned off, two disc-shaped UFOs flew over the base and one landed by the president's plane while the other hovered. The servicemen saw this. Many, many servicemen saw this and were talking about it on the base. They were described as silver in color, disc-shaped, and about 20 to 40 feet long. Again, this was seen by hundreds of men. These tales were told by the men that were there. One in particular, he was on a telephone pole and he saw the whole thing. And another serviceman saw the plane and then the disc fly overhead. Two other servicemen talked semi-openly on the base about seeing Eisenhower and about the UFOs. I know this sounds like an episode of Twilight Zone, and if there weren't so many credible witnesses, I would roll my eyes too. But these are servicemen from the 50s, many of whom served in World War II. These are the greatest generation. Again, they have no reason to lie. They are not gaining anything by telling these stories. Anyhow, back to the story. So Eisenhower walked out of his plane and onto the UFO. He actually went into the UFO. Eyewitnesses saw him walk up and go into the UFO. It's said that he was on it for around 45 minutes. Then, after he walked off the UFO, the UFOs took back off into the sky. However, Eisenhower didn't leave Holloman Air Force Base. He then spoke at two separate places on Holloman Air Force Base to the servicemen. Hundreds of men heard him speak, though what was said, as far as I can find, still has never been told. And I searched high and low to try and find out what Eisenhower spoke to these men about. So he made two public appearances to the men stationed at Holloman. He wasn't hiding from the servicemen. He openly made two speeches to these men. Then later that day, at around 4.30 to 5 o'clock, Eisenhower took off from Holloman and returned to his Georgia vacation with America none the wiser. So those are the facts. And from there, the conjecture is that the aliens and Ike made some sort of agreement that de-escalated the impending nuclear war. But without any copies or witnesses to that agreement, it's just another in a long line of UFO conspiracy theories. Still, it's really interesting to think that after the Roswell crash and the plane of San Augustine UFO crash, both where bodies were discovered and, rumor has it, Doppler radar might have been at least partially responsible for bringing down the UFOs, and both crashes were sent to Edwards Air Force Base, which is where Ike's first secret trip was too, it all fits together if you really want it to. Radar was told to shut down before the UFOs at Holloman arrived. Why? So there wouldn't be a record of these disc landing? Or was it because radar had already inadvertently brought down UFOs in the past and they didn't want it to happen over Holloman? Was Eisenhower shown the bodies and wreckages from previous UFO crashes? Did this spark some kind of need for a meeting between him and the aliens? Again, there were hundreds of men who saw and heard him at the base and a few brave enough later in life to come forward about everything they saw. So what do you think? What was the reason that Eisenhower made a secret trip not once, but twice 
a seemingly emergency secret trip to Air Force bases. Did Eisenhower meet with aliens? I personally think it's true. Again, why would he have to make two secret trips that were seemingly unscheduled? If they were scheduled, then he wouldn't be pretending he was going on vacation. They would just fly him to the Air Force base, and it would just be a president visiting the troops, and no big deal. I know a lot of this comes with a huge, take this with a huge grain of salt, because we're basing these on eyewitnesses, sure. But all we really know is that Eisenhower made an unscheduled and seemingly top-secret trip to Holloman Air Force Base. If you believe the men, and again, I do, they did not gain anything by telling these stories. If anything, they were ridiculed for telling these stories. These men saw UFOs. These men saw Eisenhower. And one man said he even saw aliens. One serviceman said he saw the aliens. He said that after the incidents, he was very curious why we never used these kind of ships in Vietnam because it would have ended the war immediately. And that's when he realized these weren't our ships. These weren't men. What he was seeing were UFOs and aliens. And the UFOs and the alien descriptions given match what we now know as the gray aliens and flying saucers. So what do you think? Do presidents get a secret book like in National Treasure that tells them about UFOs and aliens? It sure seems like Ike was told, and then one would assume that if he was told, then so were Kennedy, Johnson, and even Nixon. And speaking of Nixon, here's a very interesting, very short tale from Beverly Gleason. Now, she was the wife of Jackie Gleason from 1970 to 1974. And she says that Jackie Gleason, who is big into UFOs and the paranormal, this is a fact, by the way, Gleason gave the University of Miami a ton of books of his personal books on UFOs and the paranormal after he passed away. Anyhow, Jackie Gleason, of the Honeymooners fame, in case you didn't know, was friends with Richard Nixon and often talked to him about UFOs while they golfed. Again, this is all well-known. You can look this up. This is right there on the internet, and unlike some things on the internet, this one is true. Beverly Gleason says that Nixon not only shared Jackie Gleason's interest in UFOs, but he also took Gleason to Homestead Air Force Base and showed him dead alien bodies. The story goes that Gleason arrived home unusually late on the evening of February 19, 1973. Worried, Beverly asked where he'd been all day, and she said that his face looked haggard. He had just come from Homestead Air Force Base, and he had seen alien bodies. He described them as small, only about two feet tall, with bald heads and disproportionately large ears. Now this part is odd, and I have to assume that she meant large eyes and not large ears when she was telling this story. But that's what she said, so I wanted to put that in there. Gleason told her, that he could not get many answers, but that a spacecraft must have crashed nearby. She says that he was so preoccupied about the event that he continued to talk about it the next morning. In 2003, in an interview with Kenny Young, Beverly Gleason said that Jackie was not happy with the news of his visit to Homestead being leaked by her to Esquire magazine in the 70s. He never denied the incident, but was so upset with the story getting out that, although they were already separated, he cut off his relationship with Beverly completely. Larry Warren, who is a friend of Gleason's and a ufologist, says that on one occasion at Gleason's house in Westchester County, New York, Gleason finally opened up to him about the event after a few drinks. Gleason told him that Nixon had arrived at Gleason's house alone in his private car. Nixon told Gleason that he wanted to show him something, 
and Nixon continued to drive Gleason to Homestead Air Force Base. At the gate, a shocked security guard waved them through. Now, I know what you're thinking. How can a president sneak away from the Secret Service? But there's been a couple of books and numerous stories about the fact that Nixon would, in fact, sneak away from the Secret Service. Anyhow, they drove to a well-guarded building at the Air Force Base and walked in. Inside the building were a number of labs, but they eventually arrived at an inner chamber. Here they found several containers that looked like, quote, glass-topped Coke freezers. Inside was what Gleason described as looking like mangled children, but on closer examination, he noticed that they weren't human at all and actually looked quite old. After telling him the details of the visit, Gleason told Warren that he was very upset that the government would not share this information with the public. The thing is, if Beverly was lying, then how could Larry Warren, another friend of Gleason's, find the exact same story? The only thing that skeptics could make me think is... Jackie Gleason was lying. And why would he lie about this? And not publicly. You think that if he was publicly declaring something, sure, that might be a lie. But this was just a story with a very good friend and a story to his then wife. He never mentioned it outside of these two incidents as far as I can find. That one, to me, kind of shuts down that whole skeptic. He was just lying about it for what, attention? He was Jackie freaking Gleason. He didn't need attention. So it seems like Nixon did know about aliens just as much as Eisenhower. And who knows, maybe Nixon met with them as well. But again, I'm only going based on eyewitness accounts for the Eisenhower story and two very, very good sources for the Jackie Gleason Nixon story. So there you have it. Here are just two of probably many stories of presidents having knowledge of UFOs and having seen the dead bodies. Don't worry. I'm sure there's going to be more on, on future editions of Paranormal Almanac. Again, I'm Kurt Sambig, and again, sorry for my voice. I'm doing my best. I wanted to make sure I got one more episode out before the new year. So, Happy New Year from Paranormal Almanac, and thank you all so much for listening.